Hey, Goddess and Sweats. I had a question for you. So I've listened to your podcast since you started doing it. And, um, you know, you're always so positive and upbeat. And even when you're not, you're able to talk in such a way that keeps the listener motivated. And so I was wondering if you could give me some tips on what you do to stay positive, even when things seem to be mounting up and when stress seems to be piling up. What are some things that you do and what are some things that you use to help you stay grounded, connected, and also uh, motivated to persevere and move through to the next day? Thanks. Love the podcast. And I can't wait to listen to your next episode. Take care and be well. Well, I've got to say this is one of my favorite questions so far is how do I stay so positive? And I just want to thank Matthew Heenahan, by the way, who is the host and creator of a Medic's Mind podcast, also the author of a book of the same name, and he also is a fantastic voiceover artist. So Matt, I just want to thank you so much for asking this question. And to be honest, here's the thing with dealing with the struggling points and staying positive in maybe not so fantastic times in your life or tough times. It's gonna be a little bit different for everybody, but I will share my tips on what I do, and maybe this resonates with you and maybe it doesn't. So know that there is no one right way to deal with anything, and whatever or however you deal with <clears throat> whatever you're struggling with might be different than mine, but if you're not sure where to start, this could be a place to start that can lead you down a path to finding your way. So that's my hope for you. So I have five things that I'm going to share. There's there's a lot more to it, but I'm going to share at least five things that I do that I remind myself when going through challenging times, when things feel like you're just in this dark tunnel. You can't see a light at either end. It doesn't matter which way you look. It just feels like darkness all around you. So first thing that I have been working on, and no, I don't have this down to a science. This isn't perfect. I fail at this all the time, but I do find that by using these tools whenever I can remember to makes a big, big difference. So no, I don't have it down fully yet, but these have definitely helped me, especially over the last two years, which have been quite challenging. So here we go. The first thing to remind or that I do is just learn to sit in it, sit in the shitty and not to the point where I'm dwelling on it, but just accepting the fact that things fucking suck and that I'm not quite where I want to be. This isn't quite what I had planned and, and just allowing that and seeing what comes up for me. I find, I mean, if you listen to any of my previous episodes, we talk a lot about shadow work and when things are shitty, this is the best time to do your shadow work. It's the best time to just accept the feelings that you're feeling, accept the situation that you're in. Don't try to cover it up like it's not there because the more you try to push it away, push away the problem, push away the feeling. For me, it's burying my feelings. I'm a pro at burying my feelings, by the way. Then the stronger they build, it's like when you put an apple in a baggie and watch it decay. That's really what it does. And then it creates this gas buildup that just goes, poof, if you don't 
just accept that things suck. I mean, that's really one of the big things. And it's okay. That's the other second thing. Accept that it's okay that things are shitty. Um, I've come to understand that nothing is permanent. Nothing. Ever. You're not going to be here forever. And that's where the optimism comes in. Is you can be in a shitty situation, but know that, okay, this isn't permanent. I don't have to stay here. And I probably won't be staying here. There's a very good chance that I won't. If I can put together some action steps to get out of it. And that is the critical piece. So let's use, I'm going to use one that's in my life, debt, for example, right? We've, we've accumulated <laughs> a good amount of debt that just look like this insurmountable <laughs> blockage that we're like, we're never going to get out of this. And of course, the more you say you're never going to get out of it, guess what? You're never going to get out of it. And the thing is, is you got to start looking for what are the steps and we finally put steps together where I can see that this is going to go away and that we can actually work on eliminating that and becoming uh, coming to the point where the debt's gone and I'm very excited about that does it still kind of suck right now yeah it does kind of suck right now but at least we have some action steps we've put some things in place so that we can actually chip away at that and knowing that it's one bite at a time the best thing I ever heard was amazing. So say someone said, you have to eat this whole elephant. A whole elephant. That's a big fucking animal, by the way. How would you do it? How do you do it? You do it one bite at a time. And there's no time limit. Uh, most people think at, at looking at a big project and think, I got to get this done now. You don't got to get it done now, but take what's a step you can do. What's that bite you can take off of there? And I find once I get to about the halfway point through something, I start getting much more encouraged. And I'm like, oh, I can do this. You know, I can do this an hour at a time and we're just gonna pull it away and it's gonna get smaller and smaller and smaller. Think of it like washing, <laughs> scrubbing a floor with a toothbrush or by hand, done it. At first, especially if it's a big floor, it looks like this is an insurmountable task. But when you just take one little section at a time and you can take breaks in between, <laughs> it gets done, right? And you can actually get it done. Um, so just understand that nothing is permanent and that you can do and you can tackle anything one step, one bite. You can eat the elephant one bite at a time. So that's kind of one and two together. The second, the second, I guess. Um, but another thing that I do is, or one thing I recommend is have at least one living being that you can tell everything to. All of us have secrets. I have never met a person who has actually disclosed everything to somebody, all every thought, every emotion, every feeling to another actual human. And so this is where I say animals count as that being. That's why I say a living being. If you have a person that you can tell all the things to without fear of judgment, that's amazing. Don't let that person go. But an animal counts and sometimes it's not that you need to have anything reciprocated. You don't need someone to give you feedback. Sometimes you just need to get things off your chest and that's why my dog is my guy. He knows me better than any other being on this planet besides myself, of course. And the best part is, is I don't even have to say a word. Sometimes when I'm dealing with really challenging emotions I don't actually want to talk 
I don't want to talk about it. I just want to sit in quiet and just feel the feeling, whether I'm sad, whether I'm mad, whether it's just frustration, whatever it might be, disappointment. Sometimes I just want to sit and feel it and dwell on it for a little bit. And that is why I'll go brush the dog. And he knows, he knows exactly how I'm feeling. That dog will always be able to tell you when I'm off emotionally. He hovers, it's hilarious. But the best part is, is I don't have to explain anything to him ever. And I can just sit in silence and sometimes we'll talk, but most of the time I just sit quiet because that's how I wanna process things. So you gotta find the way on how you process emotion. The other thing is you have to allow the feelings. You have to allow it. You have to let them come up, feel it, get angry, do what you gotta do. There's a caveat to that though. Be very, very careful in who you're allowing these feelings around, right? I don't like to do especially big emotional things around a lot of people. Preferably, I prefer, I, I like to process it on my own and feel it out myself, whether it's go for a walk, go punch something, get really angry. There's a hole in a wall, by the way, because of my anger. Um, that happens and it's okay. I know how to fix a wall, <laughs> which is great, but you have to let it out. You need an outlet. So when I'm sad, one of the best things that I can do, run a hot bath, put on a song that's going to make me cry and just cry it out. Cry it out. Feel it. The, the challenge is, is when we hold on to emotions or when we suppress emotion, it builds and builds and builds. And then we create this cycle of negativity, right? If you can just feel it out and don't live there too long, you can move past it, you can process it, all of those good things. But if you're pushing it down, you're constantly living in that emotion because you're denying it. And then this is where what I call toxic positivity or dismissive positivity comes in, where it's like, no, everything's fine. No, it's not fine. By the way, you need to have at least one person in your life who can call you out on your fine bullshit. I have one and it is the funniest fucking thing ever. I will say something, she'll say, so how are you doing? And I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. And she's like, tell that to your face. <laughs> and it's not even that you have to share what's going on. You can just say, you know what? I'm struggling. Things aren't the greatest right now. Don't really want to talk about it in detail. By the way, that's another thing is you don't, don't feel obligated to tell everybody how you're feeling and what's going on in your life. You can tell them that things are just kind of shitty right now. I don't really want to talk about the situation, but I'm struggling nobody needs to know the details if you don't want them to. So don't ever feel pressured, by the way, to share the details if you don't want to. I mean, everyone's like, you gotta talk about it. Do you? And do I have to talk about it with you? So don't be afraid to protect that for you because here's what happens. And I am 110% guilty as charged, which is someone comes to me with a problem and they start sharing the details and I automatically want to find solutions. My husband does this really well as well. It drives me fucking bananas, but it's all out of a good place. It's all out of actually a desire to want to help. And so just be aware of that, that if you are going to share details that most people are going to want to help you find a solution and ways to go through it, where maybe it's not that you're looking for a solution right now. You just need to get that off your chest, which is why, again, I recommend Animals are the bomb, man. <clears throat> Dogs, horses, those are my two particular go-to favorites. 
there is a certain amount of empathy that comes from both of those two animals that I just have never felt. Uh, cows as well, by the way, growing up on a farm. I had a lot of cows that I would talk to. <clears throat> Babe was one of my favorites. And, and just let it out. It's all good. But just be, just know that you do not have to tell people the details. Just say, you know what? I'm struggling right now. I'm not in my best mood. And sometimes, by the way, there will be people who don't know what to do with it. I am one of those people. I sometimes struggle when people come to me and they're feeling down. I don't quite know what to do with them. And it can feel a little awkward. And I noticed that too. Um, and maybe it was just me. I don't know. But when my grandfather passed away, I it took me a long time to want to go out. And when I went out, I was not the best person to be around. I was just quiet and I was just down right you know that feeling and I could notice that people weren't quite sure what to do and it's okay by the way you don't want to make people feel bad for not knowing what to do and trying to help you out and, and be positive even if you're not feeling it um, they're really doing it out of the best intention so it's just be aware of that as well um, you don't want to shame people for for doing the best that they can when they just don't know how to help you and that's all good. And I appreciate the people, by the way, who actually were attempting to make me feel better. Um, but the best, the best part is, is when they can just, and you as well, just let you be. Let you be, let you be quiet. You don't have to be loud. Um, just, just let yourself be, which is why I tend to step away from people when I'm struggling because I do just want to be quiet. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the situation and so I allow myself to do that but I do my best not to stay there too long so that is one of the big things is allow the feeling allow yourself to feel how you're feeling and know that it's valid um, some there's a lot of that oh you just got to be positive fuck that sometimes you just got to feel shitty sometimes you just got to feel shitty because if you don't know how to deal with that emotion and still function oof, gonna make life really really challenging and it was really challenging for me for a very long time a very long time um, believe it or not growing up as a kid most people wouldn't know this I was actually quite a sad child very lonely and no one would be any wiser about that nobody would know about it uh, there's I have amazing friends by the way who always know and what I love about each and every one of them is they know I don't like to be pushed to talk about it but I know they're always there. And uh, that is an amazing thing. So again, if you have friends like that, those are the ones, those are the relationships you want to put the effort into. Um, what else do we got? What else do we got? I mean, here's the thing. When all else, like even coming through, one of the things that also helps me is getting creative when I'm struggling. So whether it's painting with the kids, just having some music on and painting with them, because being around the kids, like, especially my girls, they drive me so fucking crazy, but I love them so fucking much, and they can always, always just make you feel better. Um, they don't ask prying questions, <laughs> which is great, force you to talk about things, because again, I'm not one to want to just talk about things, because I know if someone's prying, or at least this has been my experience, that if someone's prying, that it's what, that they want to help you find a solution. It's like, you know what, right now, I'm not, I don't have the energy 
to look for a solution. I'm just, I just feel like this. And I just want to feel this for a little bit if that's all right with you. Um, the other thing with, with allowing feelings, I'm going to backtrack for a second, is <clears throat> when you're trying to cover it up, when you're trying to pretend to be happy all the time and that nothing is wrong, it's fucking exhausting. It's going to burn you out. It's going to make you very resentful. So don't. Don't cover up the feelings. People can handle it. Every single person on this earth, and I challenge you to find somebody who has not felt this, has gone through emotionally challenging times. Every single person. And and yet I find it so funny that so many of us lack that kind of empathy for people who are going through challenging times by telling them that, oh, you just got to be positive. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. And if I ever tell you that, you can, by the way, tell me to go fuck myself. Because I've been through the challenging times. You gotta, you gotta allow it. Don't, don't be dismissive about how people are feeling. They feel that way for a reason. And sometimes you can't explain why you feel that way. You just do. And to be dismissive about it, I think is one of the worst things because it help, makes people feel like they're not heard, right? Like you actually don't see them and that you don't care enough to just let them be. And so letting somebody be is one of the best gifts you can ever give somebody because they don't feel like they need to live up to something for you to love them. Ooh, that was a big one. Um, but getting back to the creativity. So when I'm struggling, I like to get creative and I will be called to and I will have, I'll be inspired to create. So again, whether it's painting with the girls, doodling, I have a journal, which by the way, I love my journal. I'm trying to figure out a way to put new paper in an old one. Um, but I'll just doodle and I'll doodle what seems to be nothing. And then it turns into something really beautiful. Dancing, movement, I like to move. By the way, reggae, I find always helps. Particular favorite song, by the way, is Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Um, now this might not be an appropriate thing for some people, so don't, again, don't take this, I'm able to do this because I don't struggle with addiction, thank fucking God. Um, for all of you who have, I just want to say, you guys are my fucking heroes. You're my heroes. I grew up in a very addicted family. Um, thankfully, it wasn't my immediate family, but uncles, aunts who have struggled with addiction, and I've seen the pain, but I've also been able to see almost all of them make it out on the positive side and so I just want to say that what I'm about to share <laughs> I'm not condoning if it's not something you can do okay but sometimes honestly I like to just go to the garage have a couple tokes and put on some fucking Bob Marley and just chill chill in some fresh air and sunshine and not have to talk I just want to chill just let me chill it out let me just process it let me feel what I gotta feel um, and that's how I do it. Again, it's not for everybody. And so I'm not saying that you need to do it. You don't find something that works for you. Maybe it's just you go out and get some fresh air and sunshine. One of the best things that I did when I was really struggling is I would just lay on the deck in the sun with the fresh air and just be quiet. And this is for me. Okay. These are my tools. These may not necessarily be the tools for you, but Maybe there's something in here that can help you. And the other thing is, is just because you're struggling, um, this is my big thing, is you don't have to 
unpack everything for everybody. Don't feel like you need to. If you do need to talk, talk with maybe one person. Keep it. I, I'm, I guess I'm just not one for socially exploiting all of my problems. <laughs> it makes me feel very awkward. <laughs> and so for me, it's I very much pull back. I find it harder to be on social media and and I don't tell myself that I have to do anything. Or no, I tell myself that I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. I mean, there's certain day-to-day functions that I need to do. I still need to work. I still need to bring in income because that's what I do. But um, the best thing is, is with what I do is I can do it. I can put my headphones in and just put my head down and go. And sometimes that's just how I want to operate. And so I don't know if those are helpful, Matt. I hope they are for you. I hope maybe you were able to take a couple things out of this. Um, But the one thing is just know that what you're feeling is valid. If, If you're struggling with something, just know that there are people, there are beings that will be there and listen. Again, I prefer my dog. Um, and just know that you don't have to do anything that you are not comfortable doing when it comes to processing emotions, especially really challenging, uncomfortable emotions. Um, one thing that I will say to you, by the way, the reason why allowing emotion is so critical and allowing the quote unquote negative emotions, which by the way, nothing I've come to believe that nothing is negative or positive. They just are. Certain feelings feel better than others. But if you try to block your quote-unquote negative emotions and just become neutral, you're going to become neutral to everything. If you don't allow yourself to feel the feelings, the negative feelings, you won't be able to open up and feel the positive ones either. So it's so important if you're looking for joy and you want to create joy and you want to create excitement in your life, you have to allow yourself to feel sadness and to feel anger. If you want to feel passion, you need to feel anger. If you want to feel gratitude, you need to feel sadness. Because here's what's really cool. Feel gratitude. What does it do to you? When I feel deep gratitude, guess what? I cry. When I'm sad, guess what? I cry. There's always a polar opposite. And for me, when you look at anger, anger feels very similar to what passion feels like in the body for what my response is. Excitement feels very, very similar to what nervousness feels like, to what being scared feels like. And so if you're going to block one, you're going to block the other. So be sure that you just allow yourself to feel Um, you know, there's so many gurus out there who tell you why we're here, why we're on this planet. You know, I know the truth. I don't think anyone really fucking knows. No one really knows, but we're here. We have these emotions. I assume we're meant to feel them all. And so why not? Let's just feel them all and, and see how much richer our life becomes. So I hope that was helpful. I want to wish you all just big hugs. If you're struggling with something, just know that you're not alone. And there is always somebody to talk to. And I just realized I recorded all of that 
with the wrong fucking microphone. Cheers. I just want to send out a huge thank you to Matthew Heenahan from the Medic's Mind podcast and book of the same name for asking that question. It's one of those questions that I think most people ask. It's one that I know that I've asked. And two, I just want to give a plug out to Matt that if you have not checked out his podcast yet, please go check it out. It is A Medic's Mind, the podcast. And in there, he shares some fantastic stories dealing with PTSD from people who are in the service profession. By service, I mean medics, uh, your veterans, those types of people, or anybody really, if you've ever struggled or are struggling with PTSD. It's such a valuable podcast. And so please check it out at A Medic's Mind. And also, I just want to thank you who stuck with me through this whole podcast with the terrible audio coming out of the wrong microphone. And I hope that you were able to take something from here that can help you down the path to finding out and discovering your way of being able to stay positive, even when things are really shitty. And one of the big keys that I've learned is that you don't want to downplay what you're going through. But you also just remind yourself that there are better days coming. And so with that, I just want to send you a big hug from human to human. I love you a lot and we'll see you next time.